0: Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Reverend James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Glory to his name. Well, family, you know, for the last several weeks, we've been teaching in our series, overcoming the storms, getting to glory. overcoming the storms, getting to glory. And today we're going to conclude this series we're going to conclude this series. And in fact, the title of today's message is this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Now, I, I'm I'm praying that 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 Pastor Montel Jordan is not going to hold anything against me from taking the title of his song and using it for the title of this message. I pray that he will be fine with that. And I believe he will. But I believe also that we're going to see something in this message that's going to help us move along. You see, as we began this series, we actually saw Jesus being drawn out of his sleep to address a raging storm. And as Jesus calmed the storm, the ship proceeded to carry them to a place where a man who was possessed was waiting for him. After Jesus delivered him, they went back to Galilee and Jesus was greeted with many people who wanted to see him. While there, he had the woman with the issue of blood touch his garment and get healing. And after that, he went to Jairus's home and brought his daughter back to life. The question becomes, how was he able to do all of this? How was he able to do all of this? I understand that he was God incarnate. I understand that he was the ancient of days. I I know that from everlasting to everlasting, he was God. I realized that. But in 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 the human flesh, in the form of man, he was able to do all these things. How? How was he able to do this? You see, Jesus saw the humanity of the man who was denied by his family and rejected by society and ministered deliverance from the demons who possessed him. He saw his humanity. Then he was able to release healing power to one who had been drained by the medical profession that was unable to heal her. He also gave her covering and the relationship that she so sorely needed when he called her daughter. Jesus then took his inner circle and Jairus and his wife, and after clearing out all of those who didn't need to be there, he actually went ahead and they were able to go in to witness the resurrection of their little girl. All of these things were done, but I want you to know that this series of events began and ended with a focus upon one thing, That one thing is 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 the foundation of what is truly the key to why we were able to witness everything else. You see, in our text today, we will see the key as or or we'll see the key as to why Jesus was able to perform the miracles he we saw in Mark four and five that key is love that key is love but without the foundation there is no real love oh we find that in our text today i want you to open up your bible to the book of first corinthians the first corinthians chapter 13 <coughs> excuse me and we're going to begin at verse 1 first corinthians Chapter 13 and verse 1. Here, very familiar scripture. Some of you had to memorize this in Sunday school years ago. Some of you may have had to go to uh, vacation Bible school and learn this. But it's a very familiar scripture. I think we will see it uh, clearly today. Verse number 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though i give my body to be burned and have not love it profiteth me nothing love suffereth long and is kind love envieth not love vaunteth not itself is not puffed up doth not behave itself unseemly seeketh not her own is not easily provoked thinketh no evil Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never faileth. But whether there there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part but when that which is perfect is come then that which is in part shall be done away when i was a child i spoke as a child i understood as a child i thought as a child but when i became a man i put away childish things for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. <sighs> the greatest of these is love is love as Paul opens up this chapter this passage that is often known as the love chapter as he opens it up he closed the previous chapter speaking about gifts and he said listen let me show you a more excellent way and then he goes into this lesson this schoolhouse lesson about love he mentioned how it doesn't matter if I speak with the tongue of men and of angels. In other words, I can speak with clarity as a man, but I can also speak in languages that are not known or understood as that of an angel. I can do all of that, but if I don't love, it doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean a thing. Paul wants us to see and understand that without love for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, none of the other spiritual gifts even matter. None of them matter. Spiritual gifts have been given for the benefit of others, not of yourself. So without love, the gift is actually fruitless. Here, the fruit of the spirit not being able to be shown because the first is love and every other is simply a characteristic of that love. And if we don't operate in that, then the gifts cannot be activated truly and the gifts don't bear any real fruit. Oh, my goodness. I feel like preaching today. You see, if we understand that, then we've got to know it's important that we move and operate in a spirit of love ask yourself this question. What is my true motivation? You got to ask yourself that. What is my true motivation? Am I doing this so others can praise me or because I truly love my brother or my sister? (laughs) Why do you do what you do? Why is it You're operating in what you're operating in. What is the real reason why? What's your motivation? Now, we're about to help you even dig into the answers to these questions. Can we do that? Look with me at verse number four. Let's look back at verse four. Here again, speaking of love. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Here Paul gives us the detailed picture of what love actually looks like. He's giving us a picture. He's painting for us a picture with every stroke, enabling us to truly see and understand what love should appear to be like. In fact, I I love what Dr. Tony Evans says about this. He says biblical love. Is the decision, not merely a feeling, to compassionately out of the concern of for someone else, righteously based on God's standards and sacrificially giving to meet a need, seek the well-being of another? Oh, I love that. Let, let me break it down a little bit more, make it a little simpler. He says this. Biblical love is the decision. To compassionately, righteously, and sacrificially seek the well being of another. So, in other words, love is designed to benefit the object of that love for God so loved the world that he gave you see an expression of love is identified through what is given not what's taken or what is simply received it is what is actually given unto others this is what that is And some may say, well, pastor, when you look at this, it's really talking about agape love. And you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely right. But I want you to understand, even if we were to look at phileo love, the brotherhood, love of brotherhood or eros love, that's that's love of intimacy or intimate love. The major components of those don't operate, don't function, cannot exist if there is not care for someone else. If you're not desiring to show love to someone else to meet their needs, to meet their needs. You see, when we see the characteristics of love that Paul lays out, there is something that we must understand. The only way, the only way these are even possible to do is if we learn to put others before ourselves. Let me say that again. The only way, the only way that these are possible to do is if we learn to put others before ourselves, before ourselves. You see, you want to learn how to truly. or or some of you are thinking, you know, I want to I want to walk in love. Listen, if you want to learn how to truly walk in love, is that what you want to do? If you want to do that, then you have to learn how to be selfless. And not selfish. If you want to truly walk in love, you've got to learn how to be selfless and not selfish. It's not always about us, but we've got to be able to see the other person. Listen, a parent who loves their child, this is why they'll get up and they'll sit there. They'll sit there and the child is sitting there trying to to walk. And you're like, okay, I'm going to teach you. Daddy going to teach you how to walk. Mama going to teach you how to walk. And you're sitting there and they're taking one step after the other. And then you let you, and some of y'all take out your phones, like, oh look at this, i put this on Facebook. And then when you let them go, then they fell down. Look at what you did. <laughs> but see, see, see still, you'll pick them back up though. You'll put the phone down and you'll pick them back up and you let them continue to walk. And you help them walk. You're doing that not because you have nothing better to do, but you're looking at them, understanding that in order for them to be self-reliant, in order for them to fully develop as they should, in order for them to be able to do the things and to grow up and to, and to, be, and, and, and to mature, they've got to learn how to do this on this level right now. So you got to take the time and you do that. And that's why some parents will get up and they'll take their kids over to the basketball court in the morning, early in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday before church or whatever the case may be and they're taking them there and they're working on their jump shot and they're working on their layups and they're doing all this and they're passing the balls and running them through drills and they're doing all those things just to help them so they get better. That boy ain't going going to the NBA. Let me not say that. Uh, Oftentimes, they don't make it to the NBA, but you're not just doing it because of that. You're doing it because of the life lessons that they'll learn as they grow up and they learn about hard work and they'll learn about practice and they learn about what it means to be determined and to have determination to press your way through to learn to get better the, the, the you will always get great but you can get better you can get better each and every time and you know, the only way you can get great is by getting better where you are and you're teaching them that very thing all the while where well, you you're imagining you're dreaming about that pillow that you could be holding right now but yet you still do this out of love thank you for listening to today's message we pray that it was a blessing to you. If you are in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboorship.org for more information.